You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's talk about these Cardinals, man. Let's let's let's, let's go ahead and talk about this college football team, this this Louisville Cardinals team. Their win total this year, six and a half currently at M or Bet MGM, excuse me. Scott Satterfield, fourth year as a Louisville coach. He's extremely middle of the pack. 18 and 19 record since he took over. Um his overall record, though, 69 and 43. Last year, the team went six and seven. Reminder, their win total this year, six and a half. Four and four in conference play. Ryan, what do you see this season looking like for? The Cardinals, three losing seasons in four years. That won't get it done. We know that. But other than that, do you see any promise this year? Something that'll push you to take the over on the win total? Or are we taking the under or just staying away? So I'm really glad that these have all been released over at BetMGM, the king of sports books. And I'm glad that it's just uh, a short walk. Mm -hmm. Because let's talk out this process because I got the schedule. And there's things I really like about Louisville. I was this close, really close to playing over six and a half wins actually this Mm -hmm. past week. But I didn't do so. So... I love Malik Cunningham. In fact, every other year, I feel like they have a quarterback that I love, man. Ever since, you know, Lamar. And he's a different version of Lamar, but he's just got to stay healthy. Last year, they were in a lot of games. They had three close losses last season. And offensively, they were solid. They outgained their ACC opponents last year by 87 yards per game in conference play. Not that the ACC was great last year, and it was a down year for Clemson. Mm -hmm. And I think Clemson's officially back this year. They're going to win 11 games. But they bring back 14 returning starters, including Cunningham. And last year, like when I say he was the whole offense, he literally was the whole offense, man. Because going into the season, it was like with, with Sam Howell at North Carolina, where everybody's like, oh, this guy's no good. Well, no, he lost his top two running backs to the NFL draft and his best wide receiver, and that's what happened to Malik Cunningham in Louisville last year. They lost their running back. They lost two wide receivers that led them in receptions, so he was the entire offense. He started all 11 games, actually stayed healthy. He cut down on his turnovers. Like I went back. He only threw six picks, and he didn't lose a fumble all season, and that's pretty impressive because he's going to carry the ball 25, 30 times per game as well. Uh, that game against Duke, he threw for 305 yards, rushed for 224 yards. That was like Mike Vick's stuff right there. So I like Cunningham. And also, every year, he gets better. His passing yards go up every single year. Last year, 2,941. So I think he's going to throw for 3,000. And also last year, he rushed for 20 touchdowns. If that number goes up, he could you could get a good price on him as a Heisman contender. Now yeah. they're going to need to probably win like eight, nine games. But let's say they are in the mix in the ACC. I really like them. And then you look at the um, running backs. They have their deepest backfield in years. Like last year, they had to replace everybody. The two top backs that they had last year are gone, but they get um, that Tyon Evans kid from Tennessee, and he Mm -hmm. was solid last year for Tennessee. We could talk about that with Allen Bell. 525 yards. He was averaging nearly seven yards per carry. Then he got hurt, missed a couple games. They also have Jalen Mitchell coming back, so they got like a two-headed backfield. He rushed for 772 yards last season. They have another offensive coordinator coming in, Lance Taylor. He, I know pretty pretty well because he coached the running backs at Notre Dame the last, I believe, three years. And then before that, uh, when I covered um, Iowa and I went to the Rose Bowl to watch them take on Stanford, I interviewed him because he was the running back coach there. So he coached Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And now he gets that loaded backfield. The wide receiver room is going to be much deeper. Like everybody else, this is the toughest part about handicapping college football is you have to look at the transfer portal because everybody left. They get um, Tyler Hudson from Central Arkansas. Granted, it's an FBS school but he averaged 20 yards per catch. I mean, if he averages 12 to 15, he's going to take the top off of defense, especially with Malik rolling out. 
They get D. Wiggins from Miami because Miami's loaded, so he leaves. And then they get Braden Smith back. He missed all of last year with an injury. The offensive line is pretty solid. And you brought up Satterfield. I actually really like him. When he got this job, his line, his offensive line was terrible. He had nine scholarship linemen and I believe like five wide receivers only on scholarship, Mm -hmm. a bunch of walk-ons. Now they have four starters on the offensive line coming back with 116 career starts. Their left guard, Caleb Chandler, is going to be a pro. He was first team all ACC. He might end up being a first or second round pick. And then on the D-line, they lose uh, Malik Clark, but they get the kid from Arizona State, Jermaine Lowell, who's actually pretty good. So I don't think it's going to be a weakness. And then last year, they had to replace their second and third leading tacklers at the linebacker position. This year, they have six dudes with starting experience. So they have solid uh, experience right there. And then the only problem I have, the only reason I haven't fired away is because in the ACC, especially this year, like I'm looking at teams with a solid secondary, and I think that's their biggest question mark. They lost uh, Cottrell Clark the last four games last year, but he's back. When he's healthy, he's probably the top corner in the ACC. Everybody else, though, they got some Juco transfers. Uh, They bring in Quincy Riles, Jalen Alexander. I just haven't seen enough of them. And as a unit defensively, they lost five of their top seven tacklers. They gave up 403 yards per game already last year. I do think that they're going to be a little bit better this year, bringing back seven starters, and they also uh, have eight transfers coming through the portal. But I don't know. I I do think six and a half is a little low. Like, look at their schedule, for example. Syracuse is going to be terrible. They've won seven of the last eight games against them, and they cover the number in each. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then they go to UFC. That's their first trip ever there. They lead the series 2-1. But on the road, four and fourteen straight up since two thousand and eighteen. That's kind of scary. Four and fourteen. I'm not talking about against the spread. Yeah. They have four road wins since the year two thousand and eighteen, and they open with back to back road games for the first time since I was in high school, two thousand and three. Yeah. Florida State. They're five and one against the spread in their last six against the Knolls. I do think Florida State's going to be a little bit better this year. Although I bet them they were my pick of the week. Uh, that cost me last year, and I'll never forget that. South Florida. They've won nine straight games against non Power Five schools, so they should win that one. Boston College, they're five and three straight up against in the last eight, but they have lost their last two trips on the road there. Boston College is good though. Virginia, yeah. they can't they can't win in Virginia. One and four in Charlottesville. Their last win there, 2016. And then they get some tough ones because they get Pittsburgh off a of bye week, and they're only two and nine straight up, two, eight, and one against the spread against their uh, coastal foals. They've lost six of their last seven against Pitt. Granted, Kenny Pickett's gone now. They get Wake Forest, who I went over on their win total. Louisville somehow has covered the last three meetings. and um, Pitt and Wake Forest is tough. They literally just played for an ACC championship. Exactly. You get them at home, but that's going to be tough. Exactly, man. And Pitt off the bye, too. I'll I'll tell you, I'm going to play the over. I was looking at this the last six games between Wake Forest and Louisville. The over is hit every single time, and it's a combined 80 points per game average. So there's if you could get a game of the year look ahead, I like the over there. Then they get James Madison off a bye week. That's the first meeting ever, 4-2 and against the Sun Belt. They're at Clemson. That's sick. And uh, for and the last, NC State. yeah. So I don't know about that. And then NC State and Kentucky and Kentucky. So they've All lost on the road. Yeah, they lost three or four against NC State, and then against Kentucky, they've lost their last three. I like Kentucky. I like Will Levis a lot. This yeah, year too. And what was that stat you just gave out about how many games they had won on the road since how long? So they've won four games just on the road, since, games on the road 2018. since 2008. And yeah. this year they have to take on Clemson, NC State, and Kentucky on the road. Yeah, and the win total six and a half. But, man, I really like that offense. Yeah, the thing about Louisville, when I look at them and I say, man, six and a half seems like a, a low win total, but their schedule is like sneaky nasty. The only thing that gives me some, uh, I guess, uh, a, a little more confidence taking the over, even touching the line, is the fact that this team does have a ton of experience that they're bringing back. Like they got some guys who were a part of this team last year 
that lost a lot of close games. Their problem was yeah. close games. They just couldn't finish games, especially down the stretch. Uh, their offense specifically sputtered um, in, in these close games. So it's it's kind of sad to see. Um, but man, four losses in the last six games, six losses in their last nine. I think they can flip some of those games uh, this year, especially with the talent that they do have. Like you said, Cunningham has the experience now. He, he clearly has the ability to play the quarterback position. I think he could be a young superstar, especially in that ACC, running for over 1,000 yards and 20 touchdowns and throwing for 3,000 yards and 19 tutties and, and only six interceptions. Like, that, that's quite yeah. quite the numbers. And, and rush he, for 20. And rush for 20. <laughs> that's sick. And then you get, like you said, all those talented guys that are coming in in the receiver core from, from Miami and D. Wiggins. You got Tyler Hudson from Central Arkansas, like you said. Like, you bring in a lot of talented dudes and defensively, they weren't terrible. Like they, they were just the pass rush wasn't bad. The run defense was a, a, a bit overwhelmed at times, but you know they they weren't terrible. They weren't terrible. They just had to keep teams and limit teams to you know less than five hundred yards of total offense. Yeah. And, and and I know that's a, a high number, but college it's crazy. Team gets five hundred yards, you can go ahead and kiss it goodbye. I think they have the tools and the and the weapons to to really go far this year and and be interesting. I think more so. What I like more so than the over and the win total is. Just keeping them to to stay close yeah. uh, in in these games. I think they're going to play everyone tight. Uh, Louisville last season that defense allowed just forty five points in uh, the third quarters of games, but they got rocked for one hundred twenty six points in the fourth quarter. So it's like in the third quarter coming out of halftime, this team they they can lock down, they can get you stops. But in the fourth quarter, they just they just come unglued. The offense wasn't terrible late, but they scored one hundred seventy six points in the second half after you know piling up two hundred thirty five in the first. So a high octane offense. They tend to get out to good starts, but tail off in the second half. The defense can play good through three quarters. In the fourth quarter, they start to they start to turn turn down their production as well. So, man, I really want to give them the over in the six and a half because I feel like they have enough talent. Yeah. I feel like they have the, uh, the quarterback play, which is ha- more than half the battle in college football. The only problem is their schedule doesn't do them any favor. Syracuse, UCF, Boston College, Virginia, all on the road. Those are your biggest 50-50 games, and this is not a team that's really good away yeah. from the crib. Then you have to go to the road later in the season against NC State, Clemson, and Kentucky. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's seven games where I'm like, you know, three of those I I pretty much kind of want to say you're going to lose. And then the other yeah. four, I'm like, hey, if you can get these, that would be nice. It's going to take a few upsets for them to get to seven wins this year. But I, I hope they do. I just can't take, I can't officially take the over. What's yeah. your last word officially on the team? I think I'll just play them game by game. Like I like them against Cuse. They've won seven of their last eight. But man, one and three straight up. Their last four road openers. I'll yeah. probably play some overs with them. I'm going to yeah. stay away. If it was six flat, I'd play the over. But six and a half, not touching for sure.